Welcome to Master the NEC, where we talk about the National Electrical Code and all things electrically related. My name is Paul Abernathy, your host, and welcome to today's podcast. Well, hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Master the NEC, where we talk about the National Electrical Code. My name is Paul Abernathy, your host as always, and welcome to the podcast. On today's episode, it's going to be a pretty short podcast. Uh, I had a question that was submitted to me uh, and said, um, Paul, I watched your video on secondary conductors. I guess it was part three of our Transformer video series. And there's a six-part series or five. I can't remember now. It's been a while. Uh, And hopefully, if you're learning Transformers, the basics of Transformers, what you need to know to pass an exam, you go watch those videos. They're on our YouTube channel. You just go to uh, go to youtube.com forward slash master the NEC, and you'll see a long list of all of our videos and podcasts. Uh, um, We post our podcasts here for convenience. Uh, Usually, they're over on on our other listening platforms, Spreaker and Spotify, whatever. But we put them here for convenience. Uh, but the videos are all here. Uh, and you go down through it and you'll see the one on Transformers. Uh, and it's a pretty pretty decent series considering it's free and it's pre- pretty extensive. A lot of a couple hours involved in that. Uh, but question I had today was a gentleman said, what if I'm dealing with these secondary conductors? And remember, we have tap rules uh, that are in 240.21 uh, for feeders. And then we have what's called tap rules, for example, for transformer applications. Now, remembering that it's a little different for feeder taps, uh, which is 240.21B. And then, of course, we have C, which is, you know, they're, they're kind of like a tap, but we refer to them as secondary conductors. It means they're derived conductors from the secondary of the transformer. Okay, and so we have some rules here because you're making that connection uh, at the transformer for the most part um, without any actual overcurrent device at that connection point. Doesn't mean you never could, but I mean in most cases transformers. If you look at a transformer, that's what we do. You come to a transformer, you have a primary, secondary, uh, and there's no direct connection between primary and the secondary, although there are indirect connections between the grounding and bonding. And the code allows for that in the definition of what a separately derived system is. But there's no connection from primary to secondary. So it's uh, magnetic induction the, that you get the power from primary to secondary based on the winding ratios, 4 to 1, 2 to 1, whatever that might be. And, for example, primary could be 480, secondary 120, so that's a 4 to 1. Uh, you could have a 480 primary, 240 secondary, that's 2 to 1. That's a winding ratio. Okay, and so what happened was a student contacted me and, and kind of questioned. He says, Paul, in your video, you talk about a, a ratio and it's 2.31. You're like, no, 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 Paul, you need to understand. <laughs> like, and I appreciate it. Here's the first thing. I love things like that. I do. You, first of all, you can never offend me. Secondly, I love to learn too. And when you're watching my video or a podcast or whatever, and you write something down and you want to ask me about it, you know what it tells me? It tells me that you're not the normal student, that you really, really care. And to be honest with you, that's what I care about. 
I am not interested in the flash in the pan person that comes by there and wants to criticize and say, oh, I already knew that. You know, if you, if that's you, piss off. There's other people out there that can teach you. I am not about that. I'm about the people that are dedicated to really wanting to learn this thing. I am not just somebody who wants to teach you how to pass an exam by letting you memorize something and move on. I got no interest in that. I have no desire in that. We can be friends, but you're not the kind of student I want. And if that means I go broke looking for that perfect student, that's fine. You know what? My, my wife makes a mean peanut butter and jelly sandwich, and I can live off that if I have to. So look, the reality is I like the people that challenge, that read it, that get it, that love it, that that really embrace it. Uh, the National Electrical Code, I won't say that it's, it's uh, you know, I could say it's the second greatest book in my life other than the Bible, but the reality is I read the NEC a lot more than I open up the Bible, sadly. But this book changed my life because I am still learning stuff that's in this book. Even after 30 plus years, I do not know everything within this cover. I know a lot. But I don't know everything. And so it still drives me every day to crack this book open. And I look for the things that I don't understand. I look for the stuff that challenges me. Um, And that's what you should challenge yourself to do. So don't take something that anybody like me says for gospel. Don't say anything that one of your instructors might say. And there's some great instructors out there. Just because they say it does not mean that it's right. Remember that. Again, just because they might say it does not mean it is right. And so always question the source. Now, in our case right here, and we all make slip-ups. We all will say something and then there's always that troll out there who's ready to seize on it like a little golden nugget. And they'll use it forever. Well, Paul said this or Mike said this or Ryan said, dude, get over yourself. You're so shallow. Reality is everybody misspeaks. And the fact is, you're not taking somebody for the body of their work. We've been doing this for 30 years. We know what the code says, or we know how to interpret what the code says. But sometimes when we're training or saying something, maybe we say something a little bit different. But if you judge somebody based on that, then you're you're probably not worth our time anyway. Okay? Um, But that doesn't mean the student shouldn't go, wait a minute, wait a minute, is that right? Because you know what? You give the instructor or the educator a second look and say, oh, you're right. I misspoke. I'm sorry. You're right. And that helps everybody. Everybody learns. Okay. I'm sorry. I digress. So back to here. So we know what transformer windings are and their ratios. We learned that in our basic first class of transformer and how they can affect the voltage on the primary versus the secondary. And it also affects the current on the primary versus the secondary. All those type of things. But when we're talking about something like transformer secondary conductors, we get a term called ratio that's used in here as well when we have the various lengths, whether we have not over 10 foot long tap rule or we have the rule uh, for the um, not over the uh, 25 foot. We have all these different terms and we're trying to relate the two. And so we see the word ratio and we go, oh, 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 that's like the four to one or the or the two to one. It is not. The ratio that we talk about, for example, when we're doing transformer secondary conductors, it's called a primary to secondary transformer voltage ratio, okay? And so you take the voltage and divide them into the primary and to the secondaries, and that's how you come up with this ratio. And the ratio is what you use, okay? 
So kind of talking about one so that we kind of get an idea, if you have your National Electrical Code handy, or you can pause this and go get your code, is when we're dealing with transformer secondary conductors. And we're going to look at the C2 option. If you're in the paperback book and I'm on the 19, excuse me, the 2019, 2017 National Electrical Code, I'm on page 97 of the paperbound version. I'm not sure what it would be in the PDF. I'm not working off that today. And, um, and so we're looking at C2, which is transformer secondary conductors that are not over 10 foot long. Okay, probably one of the most common applications where we make the secondary conductors and they come straight from the transformer out and they go into an enclosure and usually will terminate into uh, a switchboard, switchgear, panel board, whatever. Okay? Okay. Uh, so let's kind of look at it here. And, and just, we'll just kind of we'll look at the entire rule for this application on these taps and get a better understanding. All right, the code says transformer secondary conductors not over 10 feet long. Okay. If the length of secondary conductor, and again, that's from the secondary terminals in your transformer out to the piece of equipment, it says does not exceed 10 feet and complies with all of the following. Not some of the following. Has to apply with all of the following. All right, number one says, okay, well, since we're talking about conductors and they're secondary conductors, uh, and they're very reminiscent of a tap because they are tapping the secondary. Uh, it goes, the ampacity of secondary conductor, the secondary conductor is, and you have an A and a B. Well, A says, well, not less than the combined calculated load on the circuit supplied by the secondary conductors. So you've done the load, you've calculated what the load is on what load is being delivered from the panel, let's say, that's being supplied by the secondary conductors, and you've done that. And the conductors that are secondary that are going up to terminate in that equipment uh, is sized based on the calculated load of all the circuits that are going to be actually supplied by that secondary and that set of secondary conductors. Okay, so I'm going to do my calculation, and that's what I'm going to say. Okay, A. But then it says B. It says not less. Now, that's important. Not less than the rating of the equipment containing an overcurrent device supplied by the secondary conductors or not less than the rating of the overcurrent protective device at the termination of the secondary conductors. Okay? So this is a good example, and I use this example. If I have a 400 amp overcurrent device in a panel board, hooked onto a panel board that's in an enclosure, um, that is being fed and using this 10-foot secondary conductor rule. It's not over 10 feet. So I have to have not less than the combined calculated load or whatever load. So i got to do a load calculation. So I just can't guess. You know, i got to load. Hopefully, I've done the load calculation to tell me that I need that 400-amp device. I mean, hopefully, I've done that, right? Okay, so I've done that. And then it says not less than the rating of the equipment containing the overcurrent device supplied by the uh, secondary conductor. So if the piece of equipment didn't have overcurrent device in it, let's say, then it's going to have a, piece, a rating on the equipment. And I can't, it can't be less than the rating of that equipment. All right. But then it goes on to say, or not less than the rating of the overcurrent protective device at the termination of the secondary conductor. So in our case, and probably the case in 90% of the applications... Uh, I have a main breaker that's in a panel board that is in an enclosure and it's within 10 feet and that breaker is rated at 400 amperes. 
Now, maybe that breaker's there because we did a bunch of the sizing in, in 450.3 and all this for transformers. Wherever that may be, and you can go watch my video on transformers to understand that, we're going to say it was 400 amps. So what this is saying is it can't be less than the rating. So let me give you the classic example. I have a 500 KC mill that's good for 380 amps. Okay. Um, if I have that 500 amp for 380, but I'm terminating on a 400 amp overcurrent device, that's not going to work. This is an example where I can't use the next size up rule. Okay. So I'm stuck with the application, whereas I have to use the conductor rating has to match the breaker or exceed the breaker. So in this case, it's a 400 amp. So I couldn't use a 500 KC mill at 380. I'm going to have to go to a 600 KC uh, mill because that has got to meet or exceed the rating of the breaker that it terminates into. So at that point, that's what I'd have to do because I cannot, based on this rule, use a conductor that's only good for 380 amperes. All right, so now let's move on to number two provision we have to meet. Now the second provision here, and we got to meet all of these, it says the secondary conductors do not extend beyond... The switchboard, switchgear, panel board, uh, disconnection means, or control device they supply. So, I mean, obviously, these secondaries can supply more than just a breaker inside of a panel board or on a panel board inside of an enclosure. Okay? We have many options for these transformers and what they can do. So, this is the 10 foot rules. In order to be able to go up to 10 feet without having overcurrent protection at the actual connection at the secondary, you got to meet all these rules. Okay? So that's why when it says in uh, 1B, when we just talked about it, rating of the equipment containing an overcurrent device supplied by the secondary conductors or not less than the rating of the overcurrent protective device, okay, then we have all these other things that actually could be connected to this transformer's secondary conductors. But based on this rule, to go up to 10 feet, they cannot, the secondary conductors do not extend beyond, so they, they have to stop inside that equipment. They stop, all right? So they have to terminate on something there. They have to end there, okay? So that's the second caveat. Now we get to the third, all right? Now what does the third say? All right, it says, okay, so we know we've sized it based on whatever the calculated loads of whatever is being supplied by this transformer secondary. We, we size those conductors there. We're not less than the rating of the equipment, in our case 400 amps, so we ended up bumping up to 600 KC mil because the 500 only good for 380. We, we know that, so we bumped it up. Um, we know that those conductors aren't going to extend beyond our panel enclosure that we have. Okay, We, we get it. We're, we're moving along. Now it says, okay, that 10 feet, it says the secondary conductors are enclosed in a raceway which shall extend from the transformer to the enclosure of an enclosed switchboard, switchgear, a panel board, which is we talked about, or control device, or to the back of an open switchboard. Okay, so we have all of these parameters. We have to protect it. We have to can't extend it beyond it. We have to meet the calculated load. We also can't be less than the rating of whatever the equipment's rated at or whatever the overcurrent device, protected device is rated at at termination. We get all that. Now we get down to item number four and we're dealing with in the field. Okay. All right. It says for field installations where the secondary conductors leave the enclosure or vault, because you could have a transformer in a vault depending on the size. But in our case, we're just leaving our transformer. 
that's uh, that's where this uh, conductors originate. That means they're derived from there. Uh, it says where the supply connections are made. It's in the transformer. The rating of the overcurrent device protecting the primary. Okay, that's up on the primary side of the transformer, multiplied by the primary to secondary transformer voltage ratio shall not exceed 10 times the ampacity of the secondary conductors. Okay, so your mind is now blown because you're saying, okay, we sized our conductors, we sized it, in this case it was 600 kc mil because of what our load was, that was our size conductors. Now it's saying in all cases, you need to look at that transformer. Now you look and see what the primary protection is of that transformer. And now you have to do some multiplication. You have to do something. Okay. So what do we do? And we're going to take an arbitrary value and just do it. Okay. So let's do a couple of little assumptions. And I'm just going to pull values so you can see how this works. Uh, now when you see something that says primary to secondary transformer voltage ratio. Um, don't think it has anything to do with windings other than the fact that you need to know windings in order to know whether it's a 4 to 1 or, or 2 to 1 transformer. But once you get here, this is electrical math in the sense that whatever that primary protection is, is protecting the primary. Uh, and let's just throw some numbers. Let's say that we did our math and you go back and watch part 1 and part 2. Uh, of our transformer videos and, and to learn how to, to do those calculations based on what the KVA is a transformer and all that good stuff. Um, say the primary protection is 225 amperes. Um, and in this case, the secondary protection, is, I mean, I'm just throwing numbers now. Don't, don't try to quantify it. Is the 400 amp we talked about. That's the secondary protection. All right. And we size conductors accordingly and, and done everything. But what it says here is, it says the, ratio, the ratings of the overcurrent protective uh, device protecting the primary of the transformer multiplied by the primary to secondary transformer voltage ratio. Okay, and then it says that value shall, it doesn't say is that value, it just says shall not exceed 10 times the ampacity of the secondary conductors. Okay, in most cases this takes care of itself, but look at it. How do you get a primary to secondary voltage uh, ratio? Again, it's not a winding ratio, it's a voltage ratio. If the primary is 480 and the secondary is 208, you simply divide 480 into 208 and that gives you 2.307. Since it's 7, you round it to 2.31. That's the ratio. That's what you use. Okay? So, in that scenario, if it was 225 primary protection based on all of what we did before to determine what the primary is, and if you're saying, well, Paul, why don't you tell me now? No, I'm not going to tell you now. If you need to know how to do that, go watch the videos. I got five or six videos on transformers, okay? And remember what I said about doing your due diligence? Remember what I said about dedication, go watching things and learning it? Okay, if I did everything in every podcast and you already complained that these things are 40 minutes long, I'd be here for two hours trying to explain stuff to you, okay? So all of these build on your knowledge. So... How do we get a voltage ratio? It's the primary voltage divided into the secondary voltage comes up with a ratio, 2.307 rounded to 2.31. So then I take the primary protection for the transformer, which we have sized uh, already based on uh, 450.3 um, in those tables. And we're saying it's 225 amps. So 225 times 2.31 is 519.75 amps or rounded 520 amps. Now, it goes on to say the value 
shall not exceed 10 times the ampacity of the secondary conductors. Well, that ain't even a close clue because we know that the ampacity of those secondary conductors is 420 amps because we jumped it up to 600 kc mil. Not even close, not even an issue, okay? So we know that number four has already been met. So we met all of these rules. This is gonna allow us to be able to go up to 10 feet from the connection at the supply of the secondary of the transformer. And that's how you apply the 10 foot rule for secondary conductors here. And that is what it means when it says primary to secondary transformer voltage ratio. A lot of people are confused by that, but it is just simply creating a ratio between the primary voltage and the secondary voltage. It has absolutely nothing to do with windings. Uh, that's great to know. That lets you understand why it's full weight on the primary. If I told you I had a transformer, a 480 volt transformer that was a uh, the, the transformer was a, um, let's say it was a two to one and it's 408 and it was a, a delta and you could, you could say that that one would be a 480 primary and 240 secondary, for example, right? One, just kind of one of those scenarios that you'll run into. Anyway, uh, that's what you do as long as you know the values that you're working with, okay? Pretty simple in the concept. You just have to, to know what your primary and what your secondary is, all right? In this case, my secondary conductors are supplying a panel that is a 208-120 application, so I'm going to use the 208 for our example, okay? I mean, clearly I could go into way more detail, um, but I'm going, to leave it at, I'm going to leave it at that because at this point, you simply just need to know how to do the, the ratios. If it was a 480-240 volt secondary, then it would be the same way. 480 uh, divided by 240 is 2. Okay, so that's how you would do the calculation, all right? Uh, and that's how you get your ratio, and you work your ratio that way. Um, hopefully, you learned something for it. Hopefully, I answered that gentleman's question, understanding that when we're talking uh, primary to secondary voltage ratio, we're just simply talking about the voltages in order to be able to solve a question in here, okay? I don't necessarily, it's great to know winding ratios and you're learning the basics of transformers, but I'm an electrician. I need to know how I use stuff that applies to me in the field. And this applies to me in the field. Most engineers are gonna put on their plans what transformer it goes in, and you can just follow that blindly if you want. You can verify it matches, but you follow them. But when it comes to the other things, it's important to know what is a primary to secondary transformer voltage ratio, and now you know it's just a simple dividing the primary voltage into the secondary voltage and that comes up with the ratio. You take that ratio, you multiply it by the primary protection and then you make sure that the conductors or that that value doesn't exceed the secondary conductors by 10 times. So hopefully you get something out of that. So incidentally, just if, if you're asking, what is 10 times? So 420 times 10 is 4,200 amps. So you kind of see that this rule would say that the primary can't exceed the ampacity of the secondary uh, by more than 10 times, uh, that'd be 4,200 amps. So as you can see, four kind of takes care of itself. That's why people rarely learn and understand what it means to do the primary to secondary transformer voltage ratio and what it really means, because usually most of that takes care of itself in the transformer. Uh, but, you know, just so, just so you know. Um, anyway, that's it. That's all we're going to do for today's podcast. Hopefully you got something out. Hopefully I answered that question for the gentleman. Uh, understanding ratios and the difference between winding ratios and a voltage ratio and, and how that applies in the code when we're doing 
taps uh, in secondaries and um, things like that. Well, you're not going to see this ratio issue on the taps under B. You're going to see that under C for secondary conductors. So because that is where you have the ratio because of a transformer. But anyway, good information. Hopefully you got something out of it. If again, if you have any questions, like always, please feel free to ask them. I do not get offended by you asking questions because that tells me you want to learn. If you're just a smart ass and you're trying to do that to make yourself feel better, sleep better, feel like a bigger man or something like that, which there's a lot of them out there, a lot of trolls, then you know what? Save me because I probably won't read it and I'll delete it anyway. Okay, I'm not into that. Not into the negatives of that. But if you really want to learn, holla at me. I'm here to help you any way possible. Okay, so till next time, folks, stay safe. God bless. looking bright every day is another beginning